clock at five. Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Unreal. Rainbows high and deep into the end zone. And it is caught. Caught. Caught for a touchdown. A leaping touchdown catch. Here he goes. He'll be chased and he is caught. 97 yards. Does he get both feet in right here at the end, Jim? What are they going to roll it? He caught it? Touchdown! He did what? He did what? He runs to the 50. He runs to the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. We are seeing another spectacular effort by Marino, who fires. Touchdown! Oh, that's loose. Allen steps up. Jumps over the defenders to pick up the first. Says a prayer. Welcome into Simultaneous Catch. I'm Adam Simultaneous Jeffrey Luke Wayne, if you're listening, we're still waiting for that opening. <sighs> Doesn't love us. It's fine. Welcome into Simultaneous Catch, folks. Thank you for listening to our NFC preview. If you did, uh, sometime this weekend, hopefully before the games, I will have posted the fantasy draft as well. But this is the AFC preview slash week one. We're expediting it today. This is going to be a shorter episode for multiple reasons, but... One of the biggest ones being that even though this is the opening weekend for the NFL, it is also opening weekend for a big show that Josh and I's theater is a part of, and Josh's partner Jenna wrote and directed. It's pretty sensational if you're in the West Virginia area. Check it out uh, next three weeks. But regardless, we got a lot going on. I've got a wedding to go to. I know that our my two cousin Dallas fans are probably not listening to this, but if you are, congratulations, JD. Um, But yeah, a lot of stuff going on. We wanted to make sure we got our first pals picks in. We wanted to make sure we talked at least a little bit about week one. So at the end of this episode, we will do our favorite game that we're looking forward to. And then just do pals picks and call it an episode with Friends Fortune. Um, So I say we get into it, my man. Let's. So uh, what division do we start with in the AFC? We are going to start with the AFC West. AFC West, the... You know, I don't know if this is actually factual, but probably the most watched primetime games, if the NFL is smart. But we've got the Vegas Raiders, we've got the Los Angeles Chargers, then we've got your KFC Chiefs. I said KFC. KFC Chiefs. KF, finger looking good, I guess. Um, your, your KC Chiefs. Um, and then rounding it out is the Denver Broncos. Let's ride. So, um, we'll do division winners first like we did with the nfc and then we'll talk wild cards at the end of the four divisions so what is your sort of view of this division and at the end of your spiel who are you rolling with oh it's going to be a ton of fun uh obviously this has been a very hyped up division ever since the offseason with all of the trades that everybody made to get yeah, rid of people if you're the chiefs or to get people if you're everybody else but it is a vastly different division than i think we've seen in years past even though there are obviously familiar returning players patrick mahomes Derek carr justin herbert but now we welcome let's ride russell wilson in i don't actually know why that's so hilarious that that's become such a thing i mean like meaning that you don't know the source or you just don't I think mean, the like source i know is i know the video where he's on the green screen doing it, but of course anybody that does anything in front of a green screen looks dumb. That's a good point. I just there's something about Russell Wilson, and then she goes, "Can we do it one more time, Broncos Country? Let's ride!" And then he does it like four completely different ways. Which, as like an that's actor, what you want. That's as an what actor you who's been do. on and camera Anyways. before, that's what you want for editing purposes. But I don't know. He's just such a derpy I just, quarterback. I want to see this is this is unimportant, but I haven't been to a lot of stadiums. But Cleveland's is everyone just saying dog pound. Let's see what the players in front of a green screen are going, dog pound. Let's see if that looks cool. So let's just calm down everyone making fun of Russell Wilson. Uh, anyways, with all of that being said, I'm really excited. They brought in so many talents outside of Russell Wilson. Devontae Adams, probably the one of the definitely one of the top three wide receivers in the NFL going over there to play with his college teammate and Derek Carr. 
it's just gonna be i think really exciting like you said all the division matchups we're gonna see or primetime matchups because those are just gonna be fire to watch right and like you said there's a lot of new faces too and you pointed out some of those but i mean obviously there's some key losses as well with kansas city losing tyreek hill and stuff so there's definitely. I think it's funny that you say that because we're like he losses like Tyreek Hill and stuff. And stuff because like, it's Tyreek Hill. I mean, it's that's really it. Uh, the Raiders cut Alex Leatherwood. That's a huge loss, and they cut Kenyon Drake. I don't know what we're talking about here. Yep. Anyway, so I'm gonna go with a team that I'm just really high on right now uh, this year. I'm riding with the team that didn't get it done last year, but I think is gonna get in there this year. I'm going with the Chargers. Okay, yeah, I so the Chargers are a lot of fun to pick, and obviously last year, I don't think I picked them last year, but I talked about that they were sort of a darling dark horse pick, and uh, we debated on whether or not that was true or not. I think that there's a legitimate path for any of these four teams. Uh, I will say that I really struggle with this one because I really, really want to pick the Raiders because I'm very high on the Raiders, and we can talk about that when we get the wild card because I'm not going Raiders, I'm not going Chargers, I'm not going Broncos. I'm just going with the Chiefs. I don't understand why. I I shouldn't say I don't understand. I get why people think the Tyreek Hill loss is going to be absolutely devastating. But I think that's silly. And I think it's similar to what you and I talked about on the NFC preview show with Aaron Rodgers losing Devontae Adams. And that it might be a good thing for a player not to have to force it to somebody he still has Travis Kelsey, and then you have speed. Obviously, McCole Hardman is not Tyreek Hill, but you still have speed. Then you've got Juju Smith-Schuster, who was banged up the last couple of years and then and had Ben Roethlisberger's corpse thrown in the ball. So probably going to play a lot better with Patrick Mahomes. And also Marquez Valdez-Scaling, who they gave a $30 million contract to. So, they, I mean, they have weapons all across this offense. And they still have great, de- uh, uh, I want to say great, but a solid defense with Spagnolo. And legitimately, I just think it boils down to, I think the Chiefs have one of the best offensive lines in the league. And pretty confidently, I can say in this division as well. And I think that that's just going to be simple for Patrick Mahomes to spread the ball around and be Patrick Mahomes. Sure. Yeah, no qualms for me on that. I do. I just... I think from top to bottom, I do would still pick the Chargers roster. I think they've gone, they beat the Chiefs last year in Arrowhead. They did, them, yes. They went blow for blow. That was, their, that was a Thursday night game, match. I think. Uh, the the In Kansas City was uh, an early season. It was when the Chiefs were still like really stinking. Okay. Uh, but there was the primetime matchup when that was in the December, Chiefs, right? The Chargers went for it like on every fourth down. And yes. Oh, well, that one was close too, right? Yeah. Yes. Because I was... actually, I'm pretty sure I watched the end of that game and then saw Spider Man No Way Home. <laughs> so, really, the, the reason I'm picking the Chargers, and it's because this has been Chiefs' kingdom for, for so long, right? And we've seen Denver do a fairly good job of keeping up with them, so I'm really excited to see what happens when Russ gets there. And the D- and Denver really is revamped as well. Bradley Chubb was injured last year. I think he's going to come back, kind of a little vengeance story they got right. Yeah, he's Gregory. a little healthy. I like the linebackers. Patrick Chertan was a sneaky defensive player, the rookie defensive player to watch. That's true. Last he was pretty he great. Did really, really well. So I'm excited to see what they do. But as a whole, I think last year the Chargers prove that they can hang with the Chiefs. They even did so a little bit in Herbert's rookie year. I think that was Herbert's first game, wasn't it? Where they were like Against the Chiefs, go, yes it was. Go hang around with Patty. Yeah, he, he threw did. 300 yards. So I just, I really like the additions. J.C. Jackson won't be out there week one. He underwent uh, surgery to, I believe it was, uh, I think it was his foot. I could be wrong about that. But we'll see if Khalil Mack comes back and can be Khalil Mack that we have known for so long and respected. The thing is, it's just going to be on the defense now. The when when the Chargers struggled down the line to and fell out of playoff contention, their defense gave up over thirty points in each of their last three games. If they don't do that, they're in the playoffs, and I believe that they can get that corrected with some of the names they brought in. So I'm really excited about this Chargers team. Uh, Brandon said they said Wednesday that J.C. Jackson ankle will be a game time decision ahead of Sunday's opener against oh, the Raiders. Okay, well, so I'm... that that was oh just updated today. So it, oh cool, yeah. Um, so it's good. Yeah, I would honestly, you can convince me any of these four teams are. And again, we'll talk a little bit more when we reveal our three teams because, you know, we're going to have other teams from this division, each of us in, or maybe just team, but I probably teams from this division in our wild cards. So we'll see what, you know, what we think about that. But yeah, you could tell me any of these teams are going to win and I'd be like, okay. 
Let's go on over to the South. The the South, the AFC South. So this is a division that I think is a little bit worse than we might realize. I like a lot of what some of these teams have done. Obviously, Matt Ryan over to the Colts is a, a big offseason move. And obviously me, the I don't even, can I even, do I even say pseudo Falcons fan anymore? I guess I'm just a Falcons fan. But defender of Matt Ryan who analytically looking at, you know, advanced stats and stuff. Matt Ryan was actually still pretty good last year. His offensive line was just pretty darn bad and all of his weapons were gone. Um, all he really had was Kyle Pitts and Cordero Patterson. So, but regardless, over to the Colts, uh, a roster ready-made for a quarterback to just step in and do something, right? Um, you've got the Jaguars who now no longer have the worst coach in the history of the NFL coaching. Doug Peterson comes over. They spend oodle, they spend oodles of money on revamping this offense and adding Christian Kirk and Zay Jones. And they still have Marvin Jones and Evan Ingram and then Travis Etienne coming back from injury. So they revamp the entire offense with Trevor Lawrence. Then you've got the Houston Texans hiring Lovey Smith. Obviously, they're in a rebuild mode here, but Davis Mills showing some promise. And the rookie, Damian Pierce, named the starting running back. Super exciting for fantasy purposes. And, you know, normal purposes. I really like the player. And then rounding it out, you have the Tennessee Titans who traded away A.J. Brown, drafted Traylon Burks. They uh, they traded for what I think might be the steal of the year, a sixth-round pick, I believe, for Robert Woods. Uh, Derrick Henry, hopefully back, fully healthy. Ryan Tannehill at the helm, but also signing Malik or drafting Malik Willis, uh, who looked awesome in the preseason. My favorite quarterback coming out of this draft class. So a lot of variation here, and I I'll, I guess I will just start as well. I'm gonna pick the Colts pretty comfortably for me. I think that the Titans are gonna take a step back. I know that Derrick Henry has just been sensational. I'm not saying he's not gonna be right, but he's a 28 going on 29 year old running back who is the most, how do I phrase this, has had the most touches of any running back in NFL history this, this I don't want to say this early in the career, but in this span of a running back career and coming off a major injury. I'm not saying that he can't turn it around and come back and be the same Derrick Henry that we know, but all the numbers are against him for that. And so I'm not going to bet on that. And with that being said, Ryan Tannehill doesn't have a lot else. I love Robert Woods. Um, I'm I'm optimistic that tr- the Traylon Burke struggles in the preseason and camp are just that in preseason and camp, and then once he's in the game, he's a gamer. Um, I don't I don't think the comparisons to Jamar Chase are exactly fair, but obviously they talked about Jamar Chase having drop issues and stuff like that. Turned around, have one of the best seasons ever. So, but I do think there's some regression from Tennessee. I think the Jaguars will push both of these teams that I think are jockeying for the division lead. Uh, in a lot of games, they might even upset and split with either the Colts or the Titans or both respectively. And even Houston, I expect to actually be a little bit more challenging than some might see. But I think this is cut and dry for me. I think 10 or 11 wins from the Colts will win this division. And they'll be a, a team that people will be afraid of in the playoffs because Matt Ryan is a better quarterback than Carson Wentz. And he's got Michael Pittman. He's got the ro- rookie Alec Pierce, who I know you really love. And Jonathan Taylor, the, the leading rusher back there with that offensive line and some weapons on defense. To me, it's pretty cut and dry. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm picking Indy, uh, but I do. I, I'm not throwing shade or anything at Tennessee. They were the number one seed in in the AFC last year and quietly got there because nobody cares to talk about them because they're not. That's a fair sexy. point. They're not. That's attractive. a fair point. They did it without Derrick Henry last year. They did it with Dante Foreman and, and players that you're like, who I forgot that? was there. <laughs> so exactly. So. The reason I am picking Indy right now is, I don't want to say it's solely because of this, but I think the loss of Harold Landry is really large for me because watching Tennessee games last year, and I didn't watch a ton, but when I did, Harold Landry popped not only from getting his career high in sacks, but I feel like he motivated that defense to elevate them to a level that they might not have been without him. So I think a loss of that production-wise, but also just spirit, could could be... uh, a little downtrodden so that that is helping tip the scales to indy for me yeah absolutely and like i said i don't i'm not like completely out on the titans but the titans have some tough contests to start right they have the giants at at home for the first week but then they have the monday night contest against buffalo and then they have the the raiders and then they go right and then they play the colts both matchups in october so i that's it's going to be a really really tough start for the titans and 
they're going to rely heavily on some young players, including the rookie Traylon Burks, and it's going to take time for him to develop, and I think it's going to take time for Derrick Henry to start hit, I would say hit the ground running. <laughs> um, I, and I think that those things in the slow start are really, really going to hurt them in the long run. But again, like I said, I'm not completely out on the Titans. I just believe in the Colts more. Sure, I hear you. It all makes sense. Like I said, I'm taking the Colts as well, but let's not act like the Titans didn't sweep the Colts last year. They did. That is true. So That's be true. like, oh, they got like Colts. Like, okay, sure. they're not afraid of the Colts. Sure. All right, next division. Going to the NFC North. So the NFC or the AFC North. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, the AFC North. Another fun division, the Baltimore Ravens, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Cincinnati Bengals, the defending AFC champion, Cincinnati Bengals, and of course the Cleveland Browns. I obviously think that there's a lot of, I think there's a lot more questions in this division than a lot of other divisions, especially in the AFC, where the Ravens with Lamar coming off injury, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards coming off injury, two of their best backs, you've got wide receiver questions after trading Hollywood Brown to the Cardinals. And then you've got the Steelers who no longer have a corpse at quarterback. How many times do you think I can make that joke? <laughs> um, you've been known to force a lot of jokes, If you're so. playing the simultaneous catch drinking game, do a shot every time I say the corpse of Big Ben. Yeah, you'll die. You don't, need, <laughs> you don't need that lawsuit. But Mitchell Trubisky coming in. Kenny Pickett, they're the only quarterback taken in the first round, 20th overall this year. Then you've got the Bengals defending champs who – revamped their offensive line, added a few pieces here or there in the depth department. And the Cleveland Browns, of course, with the Deshaun Watson 11-game suspension, or is it 12 games? 12-game suspension. And then Jacoby Percent starting the first 12 games. But they also added some pieces on offense, including Amari Cooper. I believe it's 11. It's 11 or 12, including Amari Cooper as well. So four very interesting teams. I toyed with the idea of of uh, of Pittsburgh surprising here because I think that Pittsburgh is going to get disrespected a lot, but I really like Mitchell Trubisky. It's just that uh, Mitchell Trubisky in this uh, setting, I should say, um, not as just you know this world beater guy, but I think a year in Buffalo is probably good for him with Dayball and Josh Allen, and uh, his supporting cast is very good. It's just the offensive line worries me a lot. But Mike Tomlin doesn't have losing seasons, so I debated it for a little bit. But I'm going with the Ravens, and I. Don't know how I may have mentioned it in the fantasy episode. I may have offhandedly mentioned it in the NFC episode, but I am super, super high on the Ravens this year. I think that whether or not Lamar Jackson, if you guys are listening to this Sunday morning or Saturday before the games, whether or not for the Friday deadline that Lamar said before the season came and went and he doesn't have a contract or comes and he has a contract, Lamar's going to play and I think Lamar's going to be awesome this year. They're going to, they're fully devoted to him like they have been, but. They they traded Hollywood because Hollywood was like, I need you to pass more. And the Ravens were like, no, we're committing to our guy where we run this scheme with three tight ends. They added Isaiah Likely in the draft, and who was really, really amazing in the preseason. They've got their backs coming back healthy. Lamar's back healthy. They've got added depth on their offensive line. Their defense is still awesome. I just, I believe them coming in and really winning a lot of games and being a number one or a number two seed this year. That's how high I am on the Ravens. This is no disrespect to the Cincinnati Bengals, who I also think will still be very good this season. I just have so much belief in the Ravens. So I'm going with the Ravens. Yeah, I won't I won't talk too much because I agree with you. I'm taking the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, last year, the Ravens were right around in every single game, and that was with them fielding who knows who off the street. I, I love Harbaugh. He's continually just one of my favorite coaches. Uh, I think he's even keeled, and I think that plays over to players. I think they're always very well disciplined, and they perform on the field. So getting Lamar back, I'm actually not super worried about the loss of Hollywood Brown. He's obviously a really good wide receiver, but he was never being touted as the upper echelon wide receivers. And even before last year, people were like, we don't even like, they're like, who's this kid? And he started to come on really well. But Bateman was uh, one of my favorite wide receivers in that draft class. So I think he's ready to slide in there. And then they're they're just not the team that's going to worry about their wide receivers. They don't need sexy names, and they never have. You know, Torrey Smith was their wide receiver when 
they went to all the playoffs and the Super Bowls and Jacoby uh, Myers was no not Myers Jacoby I can't remember but he was the returner that I know who you're talking about and everything so they think never, Jacoby may have been his last name I can't remember <laughs> but they've never been like oh we need a superstar wide receiver to get stuff done because sure. they do it through the run game and they do it through their defense sure. and I, I'm just I, I'm feeling the Baltimore Ravens okay so we're both on the Ravens last but not least the AFC East you one of your teams the Miami Dolphins and Tua Tagovailoa they're going all in this year. They've got Mike McDaniel coming in, new head coach. They've got all these running backs in there with some of them with ties to to McDaniel, some of them with not. But you got Chase Edmonds in there. You've got Raheem Mostert in there. You still got Savon Ahmed as well as Miles Gaskin. You've got Mike Asiki. You just the huge trade for Tyreek Hill, who we mentioned with the West Division. Excuse me. You've got uh, Jalen Waddle, who was a sensational rookie. I thought I just clicked. Stop record, but it's Jacoby Jones. Uh, I don't know Jacoby Jones. There we go. Uh, but you got Jalen Waddle coming in uh, a second season with the Dolphins, and you've got a lot of really good young, talented defensive players. Uh, then, of course, you have the Buffalo Bills, the defending champions. My team, the, the defending AFC East champions, I should say, uh, coming off a really hot playoff run that they lost. Of course, the 13 seconds thing. They've added Von Miller. <laughs> they added James Cook. Um, losing Cole Beasley and Emmanuel Sanders, but Gabe Davis stepping up, especially in the playoffs and at the end of the season. They've got Khalil Shakir in there. They signed Jamison Crowder. Dawson Knox just signed an extension. They're going to miss Tredavious White for at least the four, first four weeks, but they've got two really solid rookies coming in and Kyrie Elam and Christian Bedford. And then the other two teams, the New England Patriots, who had a decently tumultuous offseason with Josh McDaniels finally making the leap to another team, the aforementioned Raiders. We'll talk about them in a little bit with wildcard teams. Uh, but they made a big trade for Devontae Adams, get their car back with his guy. They uh, That was the the Raiders. Watch, we'll talk about that. I'm sorry, I'm getting all mixed up. Uh, that's what Josh McDaniels did, who left the Patriots. I was on a roll there, man. Uh, but the Patriots... Losing a lot of players. They had Tyquan Thornton, this really, really great rookie who I mixed up with Jalen Tolbert, the rookie from Dallas. But he was having a great preseason in camp, and Tyquan Thornton got injured. Uh, but they've got two great backs, and Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris. And they've still got defense, great defensive players, and they still got Bill Belichick. And then at the bottom of the division, the New York Jets, who I was ready to call like the darling of this NFL season, I was ready to go all in on Zach Wilson and this offense after they added Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson and they added Jermaine Johnson. Like, I just, I was ready to be like, let's go, Robert Saul or Zach Wilson. And then Zach Wilson got injured. Maybe they're better with Jeff Flacco. Who knows? But that is the division. What are your thoughts? Yeah, this, uh, obviously the Bills and the Pats came out uh, of the East last year for the playoffs. Miami was right there. They tried after losing their. Seven in a row, then winning seven in a row, and then falling a little bit short. But uh, right now, the division is still the Bills to lose. I don't know. Uh, I'm hearing they're obviously the Super Bowl favorite right now, and I think that's really risky. Um, but I also have been hearing a lot of people just say that the Bills are better than they were last year. And as a whole, I don't know if I totally agree. I think adding the addition of Von Miller's super spectacular and we're all expecting a really large jump from Gabe Davis which is very very possible because of the last time we saw him on the field he had like 200 yards and four touchdowns and that's obviously incredible and if he could do that every week then we'd be looking at the best wide receiver in the league <laughs> history but I and as a, a fan of rooting for your friend's teams you hope to see that but i do think the the losses of emmanuel sanders who obviously i don't think was that important last he year he was really great and important early on but he definitely fell off as the Cole season Beasley, got i think you know he's a player that i grew to disagree with and be like oh that's lame man but he's still very productive yeah, from his he was a go-to guy from his position I'm really excited to see what they do with James Cook because I do – Devin Singletary came on at the end of the year. We'll see yeah. if that can continue to roll over. He's had spurts of being like, wow, this is like a really legit back, and then he doesn't do it consistently. So I do think we'll see James Cook sooner rather than later. I'm excited about that. But I'm just 
you know, I don't know if I would say right this second is like the Bills have an even better roster than they did last year. I don't know if that's true. And there is all of the things about strength of schedule. The Bills are going to win the division. I believe that. But there's a there was a lot that worked for the Bills last year that, you know, that's why the league fluctuates and it changes. So we'll see. I think it's definitely theirs to lose. But to be like, they're going undefeated and they're the Super Bowl champs. I was like, guys, we haven't played week one. <laughs> so everyone calm down. I will say, and uh, we're recording this. A couple, a handful of hours before the opening game between Buffalo and LA, but you know, maybe, who's to say? Maybe we, the, you guys are listening to this, and the game already happened, and Buffalo either got crushed or crushed the Rams. And we have a totally different opinion, right? We don't know that yet. I will say this: I do think I have Buffalo as well winning the division again. I, I do see a scenario in which the Dolphins make it very interesting heading down the stretch because I really like the Dolphins this year. But I do think it's the Bills as well. I I'm foreseeing a drop off for the Pats, and while I think the Jets could be fun in a handful of different games when Zach Wilson's back and he's a very chaotic player, <laughs> I think that there could be some fun games to be had there. But I, I am going to go with this Bills as well. I just want to say this is that I don't like that so many people are calling us the favorite. And I sent you Nick Wright's tiers this morning and said, well, at least he has interesting lists because he has Buffalo three tiers down. And I will say that I actually like that made me happy because I was like, I want there to be more people. That- wow. I had like something Nick Wright. So the only Dude. thing, it's not even, I don't even think that's insulting because the the category was over the hump. True. Which is true. Yeah. They need to get over You're it. You're right. They're, they've been there and they just haven't been able to take that final step. And in the so video, he them. says, the hump is Kansas City. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I guess technically we're splitting hairs. But, I mean, I didn't... Yeah. Legitimately, you know, all jokes aside, well, the, the first part of this is a joke. I literally was watching the video of the tears on First Things First, Nick Wright, and I was like, Man, Nick Wright's going to be my saving grace this year because he's going to be the one consistent doubter of us every week, and it's going to be what we need to fuel <laughs> us. And again, I I don't think that we're going to win 14, 15, 16 games, right? I think we'll win 11 or 12, maybe 13 if we get hot, but like I think 11 or 12 wins the division, and I don't think we're going to be in a one or a two seed. Sure. Like, oh, I, I, I look think at you it could that be a one way. or two seed. I, I, I think, think Buffalo can absolutely I think that. we can, but I don't think that's what's going to happen. Now, maybe that's just because I'm, I always downplay everything and I always guard my heart against uh, failure and disappointment and heartbreak. But I, I don't see us as that, which makes me nervous that so many national media people are seeing us that way. I don't want to see – I don't want to fail that spectacularly, right? I mean, it's just the time of the season to talk about that. I mean, I – Buffalo was a trendy pick last year the too. They weren't I, the favorite. The but, reason I don't see it is just because – the NFL, and that's what makes it fun. No one saw Jacksonville beating Buffalo. No one sure. saw Houston beating LA. Like sure. these games happen, yeah. and that's what makes it fun. Good point. But they're just not. It's it's so difficult to win one game in the NFL, let alone sixteen. And that's why I agree. I feel yeah. like Buffalo can get to thirteen wins, but people sure. are like they're gonna be fifteen and two. Yeah, it's like no. it's just it's I don't, too hard. I don't see that either. Uh, in fact, for a long, long time, I kept saying that L.A. was going to beat us decently week one because they're like, look, we're defending our title. That, I digress. We'll get to that later in the episode. But, yes, I'm going with Buffalo as well. Um, so, uh, recapping the four division winners that I picked, I went with Buffalo in the east. I went with KC or KFC in the west. In the south, I went with the Colts. And in the north, I went with the Ravens. And we only disagree on one, and that is the west. And right. I have the Chargers. So, now we have three Playoff teams. And we talked about the NFC being a little bit easier. This is hard. There are a lot of teams. <laughs> I will say that I only had I only got to pick three teams. There were six teams that I wanted to put sure. in the playoffs. And I had to narrow it down to three. So I'm gonna throw it to you first if you're ready for your three wild cards. Oh teams. yeah. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna list them and you can ask me questions if you okay. want to yeah, or yeah. whatnot. So I'm going this is not a particular order. This is not like the five, six, seven seed or anything along those lines. These are just the three teams sure. that people totally spots. Miami, Kansas City, and Tennessee are for mine. Okay. I only have one matching for you because okay. I have Miami in there. Okay. Okay. And well, then so I, you have the Chiefs already winning. So I already have the Chiefs winning. I have the Chargers and I have the Raiders. Okay. So yeah. the only so we agree on six of the seven playoffs. Oh, that's true. It's just we, we swapped the two. And I don't have the Titans going and you have the Titans going. So and the you reason, don't have the Raiders going and I have the Raiders going. Yes. 
So I will say the reason because so for me you're listing teams and you didn't say the teams mm-hmm. that are but I mean obviously it is very difficult because the AFC is stacked and loaded. Yeah, yeah. Between for the three teams for this seventh spot, not the seventh seed. Again, I have to say that it was between Tennessee, Cincinnati, and and Las Vegas for me. What I will I, so obviously none of neither of us have Cincinnati in which we I'm don't. Yeah, we don't. I, want to <laughs> I feel really bad about, about it. <laughs> but the reason I'm taking Tennessee over Vegas right now is not because I think totality talent, because I think that goes Vegas. Mm-hmm. But for me, it is the coaching factor in that I trust sure. Mike Vrabel much more than I trust McDaniel. And that's not a terrible take because I like Vrabel too. Um, but like I said, I had so it's it was between. So we have the th- the three playoff teams that made it. I said Miami, uh, Vegas, and L.A. Yes, and L.A. Those are three. But I also had Tennessee in it. I also had Cincinnati, and then the other team I had was um in it was the Broncos, right? Okay. So those are the three other AFC teams that I was like. So the between six, I had to pick half of the six teams that I just named, yeah. right? So it was not easy. And I think the last spot and the last like prediction I did was all tied with 10 wins, right? So it was all very close. It was just a weird tiebreakers that did it. Uh, I feel bad about Cincy the most, I will say. Um, I don't feel so bad about Tennessee because even though the coaching comes into question, I just believe in the roster more of Vegas than the rest of them. And in fact, Vegas isn't even the last team for me. Miami was the last team to get in for me. But I will say that, the like reiterating, I feel bad about Cincy because I know they're the defending champs and I know that they technically got better right and healthier i just feel like it's gonna be so hard in that division and in this conference to make it and i just think that they're gonna be right outside looking in that's all i mean it's 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 harder to say more than that because it's splitting hairs at this point because these teams are all really really good the thing is, when what it came down to for me with Cincinnati, and I don't know if I truly believe in the whole Super Bowl hangover thing. Yeah, I yeah. think it is a semblance of real. But when just looking at their schedule for me, and I don't go through like the whole like win loss thing. Like sure, you do, yeah. I do those calculators, but, right. I, but I look at it and I see so many teams that I have already picked as division winners. Right, right. So, so those like, teams have to have wins. Have to have wins for me to think that they're going it's to a good get point. there. That's and a good that's, point. That's a tipping scale for me. So one, I want one last question for you before we get to our a quick week one and pals picks and then friends fortune to round up the episode. I I want. Why you don't have Denver in there? Because we had a, we had a debate earlier on in the summer about Vegas and Denver, and me being much higher on Vegas than Denver, yeah. and you were on the opposite side. But Denver also doesn't make it in your uh, setup, so I'm curious where your mind went with that. So it's it's not a slight to the team at all because I think they're going to be really competitive and it, we're just going to see a lot of fun football. I agree. Like, Those games are going to be fun. But that doesn't mean that they come out on the winning end. Good point. That's a good point. so with that being said, again, and, and I don't put too much stock into a oh, rookie coach versus, you know, everything, but like where we're talking about of Rabel versus a Matt Eberflus who – you know, has, or not, excuse me, Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah. Um, you know, I just don't know. And so we're going to see a lot of great games between, but the AFC is just, it's going to be Stacked. so hard. It, yeah. Everyone's going to beat up on each other. So, so there so, has to be losing teams. Even the bad teams in the AFC are going to be fun to watch. Um, Eberflus went to the Chicago, didn't he? Yes. I just wanted to make sure in my mind. Uh, yeah, cool. Awesome. So... Uh, recapping my seven teams, right? We did the four divisions. I've got Buffalo. I've got Kansas City. I've got the Colts and who's the other division? And the Ravens are my four division winners. And then I have Miami Dolphins, the Las Vegas Raiders, and the LA Chargers making it in as well in the AFC. I will say this. I will also recap, but just for the example of the conversation, the last six games of Denver's schedule is super tough. They yeah. could, in theory, lose out. I don't have the Cardinals making the playoffs. Sure, but they're but they're going to be tough, and they're going to so, have Hopkins at that we're point. We're talking like we're uh, the the teams that they play: the Ravens, who I said are going to de- win mm-hmm. their division; the Chiefs twice, who you say are going to win the division. Right. I say they're going to be in, sure, uh, in, in the, the playoffs. playoffs. The Cardinals, they have the Rams, and then they finish with the Chargers. That's insanely hard. Like insanely they, hard. So I'm just saying, they like all these teams are going right. to have, they're going to be beating up, and yeah. they're going to be, it's going to be great football. It is. I'm excited. Somebody has to lose. So I think this is going to be one of the most exciting seasons we've ever had. Uh, that would be a lot of fun. 
My seven teams are the Bills, the Chargers, the Baltimore Ravens, the Colts, and the playoff wild cards, however you want to call them, the Dolphins, the Chiefs, and the Titans. Awesome. And so we both have the Packers. If you didn't listen to our NFC preview, we both have the Packers in the Super Bowl NFC. So who's your AFC title? I forgot to write I forgot to write this on the pre-show doc, but who is your AFC title game and who goes? My AFC title game is going to be between the Baltimore Ravens and the Buffalo Bills. Ooh, fun game. Ooh, here we go. I'm taking the Ravens. Okay, okay, okay. So I so this is pretty fun because we had the Packers going and the NFC as well. I also have the Baltimore Ravens in the Super Bowl. Really? I do. And I'm not shitting you. Wow, sorry. This is a family podcast. I also have them beating the Bills in the title. Okay, oh, I'm, I'm not kidding you. I thought about this long and hard. I thought of multiple ways. And I'm so big on the Ravens. And I believe so much in the watch this season. And that's going to be Lamar this year. Because of this contract scenario, I don't think it gets resolved. And I think he's going to be like, okay, y'all want to doubt me? Watch this. And I think he's just going to go crazy. Yeah. On everybody. <laughs> that That's pretty awesome. It's pretty fun that we uh, both agree on the AFC Championship game. This is our there, fifth season of Simultaneous Catch. This is the first time we've agreed on a Super Bowl matchup. Uh, I think everything right now, because obviously we're talking about one of the young superstars in the league of Lamar Jackson. Sure, absolutely. There, there's... Baltimore is in I everyone's like be like is this going to impact like what's going to happen this is Baltimore is in a perfectly fine position yeah. because Lamar is saying he's going to be there and he's going mm-hmm. to play there's no drama about a holdout or anything so it's either the show up season yeah. and they get to be like you know what Lamar you are here's actually your money. worth it. here's <laughs> the new record setting deal or if Lamar falls on his face they're like well then like go see you somewhere else sure yeah and so, I mean and he would get a job somewhere else let's just oh, be absolutely. very clear people God, if you're yes. listening and worrying about it Lamar is going to be fine i just believe it's gonna happen and like i think and i hope i'm wrong right i'm a bills fan right um i think that the fact that people are considering us the overwhelming favorite talking about the bills here and the fact that people are so worried about the ravens is why the ravens are gonna have the edge and go all the way is what i'm saying so before we get into the our quick week one roundup in you know 10 to 15 minutes for the end of our episode, who wins the Super Bowl? Packers versus the Ravens. Oh man, it would it would be <laughs> old school quarterbacking versus new school quarterbacking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it, it's gonna be people call me a homer or whatever you want, but with how I see the only way that I see the Packers making the Super Bowl is because of a newly vaulted defense. Sure, which they've got plenty of if, pieces. If that happens, then I see the defense being able to clamp down on Lamar enough. So okay. I'm take the Packers. So in that scenario. I will tell you this: if this were, if this is the Super Bowl and this is the way it goes, put the Packers jersey on me. I'm in your corner, pal. <laughs> but if I have to predict it now, I'm saying the Baltimore Ravens win the Super Bowl. Sure. Like I said, that it was ten years ago that Joe Flacco said, "I'm an elite quarterback." <laughs> didn't have a contract. Went all the way and beat the Niners to win the Super Bowl and get his contract. Ten years later. That was after or that was before he won the Super Bowl that they asked him that question? Yes. Wow. And ten years later, Lamar Jackson, everybody wants to ask if he's elite, if he's worth this contract. He's gonna be like, you know what? Let's go do this. Win the Super Bowl, get his contract, and be fine. That'd be pretty so, fun. That's what I'm seeing going. Uh this is actually pretty fun. That's the way that we had it going. Um all right. That was our AFC and NFC previews. If you listen to the previous episode, Josh and I both have Packers, Ravens, and Super Bowl. Josh is go pack go, although I will root for them if they go. Um, and I'm going to pick the Ravens as well, just the way I see it happening. So we transition week one of the NFL. Most of you probably listening to this after we after the first game, which was Bills at Rams. That's fine. Um, so I we're doing kind of an abbreviated episode. Like I said, I talked about the beginning. We have a lot of stuff going on, so we want to cap it under an hour so let's well, the way I said it. Let's just pick each of our individual favorite games that we're looking forward to week one. Talk about it really briefly, and then we'll do pals picks. So I already know, unless you've changed your mind of what your favorite game or your game you're looking most forward to. Yeah. So I'll let you talk about that one. So yeah, the game I'm most looking forward to is Patriots and Dolphins because I love the Dolphins in the offseason. Uh, we and both of us huge Tua Tagovailoa fans coming into the draft. You know, there's still a brief glimmer of hope that we could be right about this. <laughs> it's very, it's getting smaller and smaller 
candle every day. But we both said that we believe Tua would be better than Justin Herbert. And, you know, we'll see what happens. <laughs> um, I don't know. If that, I still I, I think even if Tua has a fine career, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know, career. man. But still, I still believe in Tua Tungabailoa as a quarterback. I love Mike McDaniel in this making this offense with Tua. Looks super sharp in the preseason with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell and this bevy of backs and Mike Kosicki. And they've got the young defense. I just, I really like what they have and I want to see it. And while I still believe that the Patriots are going to struggle more this season, I just love the idea of them week one duking it out. And what does this offense look like? I'm really excited to watch that. I agree. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch that game as well. I'm going to go with a game that I don't even think it's not screaming like this is going to be a good game. But uh, I'm most excited to see the the Cleveland Browns travel down. To okay. The yeah. The revenge Carolina. game. We'll see Baker Mayfield take on his his former team. There was so much drama, rightfully so, this offseason with with the lack of commitment and then being like, no, you're our guy, like you're staying with us. And then they trade for Deshaun Watson, which we didn't even talk about because we are off for, for that time. But it was just so much drama and everything, whatever your opinion on that is. I, uh, I don't even know what to say, but we don't have certainly, to spend that time, a, certainly a lot of drama. Um, so we'll get to see Baker go up against his old team, but we're going to see whether or not his comments of we're going to F them up or real or <laughs> taken out of context or, or whatnot. You know, we're going to see Miles Garrett and that defense try to come out there and, and punch their quarterback in the mouth. So as long as everyone's helmet stays on, I'm really excited about this game. <laughs> I'm excited to watch it too. And I will say I our, our, our Cowboys friend correspondent, Mike Mikas, is doing a survivor pool that I'm in. And I believe in the Baker Mayfield revenge game so much that I made the Panthers my survivor pick for week one. So I'm really excited about that game. I you almost know, went Dolphins. I will say the only not that this is this is not the right way of saying it. The only reason that the Browns stay afloat before Watson's suspension is up is because of the back of old school football being their defense sure. and their run, run the game. football. Yep. So which they can do. <laughs> that I'm just really that's why I'm excited about this matchup is because of the personal feelings of the Browns defense against Baker. Right. And talking football wise, the only way the Browns do anything this year is if they win games like this early on. Because there's not a ton of there's a lot of tough games that Jacoby Brissett or Josh Dobbs or whoever plays for them for the majority of these games until the suspension is over with, like they have to win a lot of games like this because there's some ones that I definitely don't see them winning. So uh, that being said, awesome. But hey, season five, it is time Ugh. for Pals Picks. Oh yeah. Guys, Josh this hates a, Pals Picks. This is a BS segment. He hates Pals Picks. Dumb. For those of you who have not been with us since season one of Pals Picks, <laughs> I've won four seasons in a row. Now, I will say, in all in all honesty, it is not without a couple of asterisks. Okay. Because week one, we did do Super Pals picks at the final week, heading to the Bills Dolphins game, and forced us both to pick some games that were harder to pick, but I did come out on top because of that. And then That was it the reason. Tell the story correct. It's because <laughs> I picked Miami to be fun because I was going to root for Miami. I didn't really think Miami was going to win. And then and two stabbed me in the back. Then two seasons ago, season the, three, I led until the, week, whole, the whole week year, the whole year. And then the final week, it was down to a couple of games, and it was down to the final game of the season where Josh picked the Eagles over the now Commanders, and, right? Or were they playing the I Giants? I don't remember. I don't remember. No, no, no. They, they were playing, playing the Giants, and what had to happen was the Giants had to win for the Commanders to win the division and get in. Okay. And the the Eagles winning early with Jalen Hurts pulled Jalen Hurts because they wanted a higher draft pick. Ended up losing the game and losing <laughs> Pals picks for Josh. It's pretty awesome. Now last year I did win pretty fair and square. I pull, I think I pulled away at the end of the year. You did. Um, I actually uh, there's no reason for our listeners to know this. I had I've been doing the full season picks since I was going to Point Park in 2014. I had a, or 2015, since 2015, because I had a friend who we like went head to head in picks. And then even before Simultaneous Catch, Mike and I used to do head to head in picks. So like I've been doing 
full season picks for a long time. I, by a long shot, had my best pick season last year. So it was just overall overwhelming entirely. But regardless, this is season five of Palace Picks. I won last year, so you get to go and kick it off. Yeah, so we're going to kick it off with the, the first game of the NFL season. The Buffalo Bills traveling out with a lot of beer to take on the L.A. Rams. Get them Labatt Blues out, Buffalo, because I'm going to go with the Bills. All right. I had said that I believed the Rams would win all offseason, but I am concerned about this elbow with Matt Stafford, and I'm just really hyped for Buffalo Bills football. I think it's going to be pretty high scoring because, again, defenses take time, and we do not have Trey White, but I think Buffalo wins this one in a close one. So, not to challenge your pick, because I think it's a totally fair and valid pick, do you really feel like the elbow will affect early season? No, I don't think the elbow will affect early season. I just think that they... Early, I don't think it'll affect early season, the elbow itself. I think the idea of the elbow could in the first couple of weeks, because they might be afraid to let Stafford air it out. Okay. And because of that, I think Allen and the Bills edge it out just sure. a little bit. All right, so you took the Buffalo Bills on the road against the defending champs. Game two, I think I know which way you're leading based on some things we've already talked about. Actually, maybe not. Actually, you have to think this through. But going to an AFC West showdown week one, the Chargers taking on the Raiders. Uh, another another close game, I think. I'm going with the Raiders. I think okay. early on, I think that this... Josh McDaniels' offense is going to dazzle very early. And while I think the Chargers still make the playoffs, and I still think that they're going to be a very great team this year, I think their new pieces are going to take longer than the Raiders' new pieces because the Raiders' biggest new piece is Devontae Adams, and he already knows the quarterback. So, Sure, sure, sure. And then we will go to the first Sunday night football game. Tom Brady... Maybe without Giselle, Giselle, I don't know, <laughs> oh, but guy. traveling out to Dallas poor to take guy. on what, You just made me Cowboys. say poor guy to Tom Brady. Wow. Uh, no, I'm going with the Cowboys, and this one's decently easy for me as well because, again, I am I wanna, per- I wanna I'm predicting say, the Bucks drop off. I, wanna, I know you are, but I will say you think this is the first time in Tom Brady's career he's ever lost to the Dallas Cowboys. I saw this for the first time this morning, and I, I knew there was a chance you were going to give me this game, and I was like, is that true? <laughs> I do think this is the first time that he loses the Cowboys. And I think it's six. It's only been six games in his 20-year career, I think. So it's not a lot of games, but I do think a lot is Don't stacked against him. Don't a little like that. It sounds better the other way. I think a lot are stacked against Very him. cool. All right, so you took the Bills on the road and then the other two home teams, the Raiders over the Chargers and the Cowboys over the Bucks. Very, very good. I was going a little bit more expedient because I told you the episode was only going to be 45 minutes and you were like, no, it's not. And I was wrong. So, But again, We'll be under 55. We'll be under an hour for sure, but let's go for under 50. Saints at Falcons. I'm giving you the Falcons game this week. Yeah, I'm going to go with my division winner on the NFC preview episode. I picked the New Orleans Saints yeah, to win the you did. division. I think they're going to get it done. Michael Thomas is going to be back for the first time, and it feels like forever. So yeah. we'll have to see how he performs. And we're getting a battle between, uh, I can't remember the year. Was it 2018? Oh, that's right. Mario, yeah, Mariota and Winston. And the first two picks. Yeah. So we get to see I that I didn't even realize that. Battle. That's true. So it'll be fun. But right now, fun. I just feel like the Saints have a better, well-rounded team. I like the weapons surrounding Jameis Moore. And I like the Saints defense more than Atlanta's. Uh, fun little subplot. They must believe in Mike Thomas and the other receivers a lot because Chris Olave is opening at number five on the wide receiver depth chart. Oh, my. So that'll be interesting. Uh, then we go to Cincinnati, the team that we both said just misses the cut, facing Mitch Trubisky and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, so we don't have either of these teams making the playoffs from the AFC, but I'm going to go with the defending AFC champs in this one, the Bengals. I think it's going to be fun. Um, I do think Mitch Trubisky right now is an upgrade over Ben, what we saw last year. But last year, the Bengals had no problem handling the Pittsburgh Steelers. They outscored them 65-20 to in their two games. This one's at home. I think the, they're going to be real angry about the Super Bowl loss. I do think a Super Bowl hangover is a thing throughout the season, and it could wear, but I don't see it happening in their first game at home. Okay, awesome. And then last but not least, my favorite game of the week, the Miami Dolphins are hosting... The New England Patriots. Taking the Miami Dolphins in this one just because of all the turnover we talked about in New England. Miami has won their last two home games against the Patriots. 
I don't know. I didn't see anything that instilled confidence in me with the offensive play calling between Joe Judge and Matt Patricia in the preseason. Yeah, when, it's big. It's when, big for me. It's huge. Uh, when Mac Jones was out there, it didn't give me any confidence in that. And I'm excited to see what Hill and Watt will do against the defense because it is good, but they lost JC Jackson. They signed Malcolm Butler to try to plug a hole and, then and he, then got, he injured. got injured. So yeah. he's not there. So I think this, this offense, and it's not, I'm, when I say this, this is not easy. This is not like okay. Miami just cakewalking sure. because we're still talking about a rookie head coach yeah. going against Bill Belichick. It's true. But the, the thing that I think is working for McDaniel right now is that he kept a lot of staff uh, that knows how to play the Patriots. And I think that will be, will be key in that. Uh, yeah, I think it'll be a fun game. I think that Miami probably will pull away a little bit at the end, but like sure. not a lot. But yeah, I think it'll be fun as well. That's the only one I agree on. Okay. <laughs> so well, I think yeah, it'll be fun. You know, you're, you're so home. we're recapping. Uh, I am going home with the Falcons. Little homers pick there against the Saints. Uh, I am going the Steelers on the road against the Bengals. I think that that'll be a fun upset early on. And then, of course, the Dolphins at home. So you, to recap, went uh, two home teams, the Bengals and the Dolphins, and then the road warrior Saints. I will say, if the Steelers do pull off the quote-unquote upset, which I guess technically it would be, probably for all, yeah. I will feel even lower on the Bengals yeah. than I'll be. I will feel super confident this, not picking the this Bengals. This to me, least. and again, this to me was the linchpin game of the season for them, which feels weird. Wow! No, no, because I when I looked back at it, like I said, I did full season predictions multiple times over, and every time it came down to one or or a half game for this. Bengals to get in over another team it's because they lost this game that they didn't make it so it's i think it's a huge game uh regardless season five pals picks underway so let's round this episode off with some friends fortune do you want to go first you want me to go first uh i want to go first okay i don't know how to do this i'm just gonna step on the bat outside and look at you through the window sounds great i'll talk real quietly all right, everybody. Season five of Simultaneous Catch. Simultaneous Catch. Uh, I'm going to keep it sweet and simple. Week one, I think, is a time for running the football. I think we're going to have six six running backs go over a total of 150 yards on the ground, not through the air, not combined, just 150 yards rushing from six backs this week in the NFL. said you were looking and you weren't. Josh yelled at me. It was kind of nice. I'm just kidding. But, so, I talked about this earlier that I think this is going to be one of the best seasons of the NFL. And I know we say it every year and we talk about this, but I'm talking close games. I'm talking big-time matchups, right? So, week one, I'm saying there are 32 teams that are playing, so there's 16 games. I am saying that over. I'm saying that half of the games this, this week – are going to be within 10 points or less. That means at least eight games will be that close. <laughs> the first week of the NFL, Josh just saw a person in a Packers shirt saying, go Packo, and they're talking right now. So obviously this will be cut off on this portion. <laughs> I was just narrating that you saw a Packers fan <laughs> said, go Packo. It was really endearing. I enjoyed it. Um, all right, guys. Well, thanks for listening to Simultaneous Catch. Um, if you're listening to this before the Thursday night game and you didn't get into our Pick'em Pool, we are doing our second annual Pick'em Pool. The winner gets a team apparel item of their choice. Last year, I won. So I bought myself a t-shirt. So, like I said, nerd. hey, it's fine. Um, make sure you join that. And it's free to join. All you have to do is go on our Instagram and follow the link. It's free to join. You pick every week. And, again, even if you missed the Thursday night game and you didn't join, that's fine. Even if you missed this weekend, you can catch up. After one week, it gets dicey, I will say. It, it, it's hard to catch up after one week, so I would do it. But one game is really not going to hurt you here there. Um, because last year, I think I only won by two or three games anyway. So, uh, make sure you do that. Follow us Instagram, Twitter, anything you want to say, pal? Yeah, football is back. Feels good. Everybody enjoy opening week. Also, with that being said, if your team loses week one, it's okay. It is it's okay. Because okay. my team might lose tonight or have lost by the time you listen to this. Great. I'll say both of our teams lost week one last year. That is very... And, and we did fine. That's very true. Thanks for listening to Simultaneous Catch, everybody. God bless.